0: look at my butt show number 299 of look at his butt lt and jk talk trek
1: hello listeners (laughs) we are in our own strange new world because we are trying some new methods of recording we've got a backup going we're hoping this is all going to work
0: Yep, we're exploring. We're exploring the frontiers of technology.
1: Right, and we foolishly did not bring along our red shirts, so if anybody <laughs> bites it, it's going to be us.
0: <laughs> we're hoping that there are no awful transporter accidents. We're just, really, really. We're plowing ahead. Um, well, first of all, um, why don't you tell us all about Bill's most recent appearance at uh, GalaxyCon online,
1: virtually. Okay, and first I want to wag the finger of shame at GalaxyCon, because I have signed up with them ages ago, Mm -hmm. and always gotten notices that these were coming up, and I did not get a notice. Oh. And if it weren't for Ruby Pearl, who (laughs) we love and adore, and she's like our roaming reporter, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, dropping me a note saying are you aware this is happening tomorrow? And I was like, no. So, thank you, Ruby Pearl. We we appreciate your contributions mm-hmm. so very, very much. Now, I did get up out of bed and set up, and I <laughs> ate breakfast while watching this, and so did Bill. <laughs> he was eating eggs and toast. Oh, my God. During the interview. Uh-huh. Which, and he was home. He's got... um. His new assistant's name is Patty. Oh.
0: And, no, Patty's
1: the guy. Kathy. Oh. Kathy. Kathy. And Kathy, um, we didn't see her on camera. We saw her hand, um, made him some breakfast. Oh, my God. And throughout this interview, he also kept having to shush the dog that was barking, uh-huh, uh-huh. whose name is Mac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, this is just like me. You know, I've been in Zoom meetings where I said, hold on, I have to go mute the dog and everything, you know, and he claps his hand at the dog. And... <laughs> uh,
0: so, so basically, it was just like being at Bill's house for an it, hour it on was, a Saturday. It was, it was, and
1: then we didn't hear the dog anymore after Bill shushed him several times, so I think Kathy took him out. Mm-hmm. But, um sense. so he was having his breakfast and um you know patty the interviewer was there with his wonderful um enthusiasm and intelligence uh the user questions were very disappointing mm-hmm. because at least three or four of the questions were variations of what did it feel like when you went into space <sighs> okay and also, a number of questions on the unexplained. <laughs> okay. And, like, no Star Trek questions. I was going, what is this? You know, it was like, what is the, the most um mind-boggling, unexplained thing to you? And now I'm trying to remember what Bill's unexplained thing was. And uh, I'm going completely blank. But to be honest it wasn't all that interesting an interview except maybe for bill shafing mm-hmm. the dog cuz that made him very real mm-hmm. um because because it was the unexplained and all these other things but bill was saying you know that he reads a lot as we mm-hmm. know and he just finished reading a book on mosquitoes <laughs> okay good so you know that's that's where his interest had it was. We had no mention of Liz, and I forgot to even look if he had his wedding ring on. But I'm assuming,
0: yeah, that he did. I think so. Based on mm-hmm. everything that he said so far, it seems
1: inevitable. Yes, yes. So, so there's that. But you know, he looked good. He looked like himself. Um, my question didn't get in, which was, um, can. Could he tell us something about those 3D figures and what happened anything uh at Chicago Con? Because neither Ruby Pearl nor I have seen a bit of news about Mm -hmm. Chicago Con. Mm -hmm. And I'm in Chicago. You'd think it would be (laughs) on my local news or in the Tribune or, you know, one of the papers. So who knows?
0: I, I will interrupt you just for a moment to say mm-hmm. that Ruby Pearl did leave a comment on one of our previous shows to uh, link to an interview with the founder of the company that does the 3d scans. And she said, I haven't watched it yet, but she said the most interesting tidbit from it was that the 3d scans take three seconds. To, to do your whole go around yep. to it. Wow. Three seconds. That's all it takes. So given that it was three seconds, I wonder how many people they got through that line because he was there doing it for like two hours on Saturday they night. They had
1: a limit, the number they were doing, okay. and I don't remember what it was.
0: Well, if it was three seconds for each person or or you know, group of people and they were allowing a little bit of time for meet and greet, just imagine how many people they got through if it was well, three seconds. Well,
1: I have to figure out like five minutes between each one because they mm-hmm. have to get rid of the person who was there. Thank you. Bye. Nice <laughs> meeting you. Um, May I give you a hug? Sure, sure. Uh-huh. And then bring in the new person and explain the rules to them and get them posed and Bill get posed how he wants to be. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, you know, I would say allowing five minutes for each one, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's like 24,
0: right? Yeah, for two that, hours? that, I don't know, I can't do math, uh, that, that seems really reasonable. I was, when we were reading about it originally, I was thinking that it was more like going through airport security, which mm-hmm. can take a long time because the scan is not three seconds, you know, there like, you have to do a lot of very specific things and do you have to take your metal off, you know? like Oh yeah. did they it, have to hook become...
1: something up to you? Like, you know, a microphone pack Yeah, well, it wouldn't be that, but.
0: Just yeah, like some of, like the dots when they do motion scanning scans, mm-hmm. I, like who knows. There's no explanation for any of this stuff. But right. um yeah. I just thought it would take longer, but you're right. I think 5 minutes is probably reasonable. Um and certainly um if I think you're right, right? So that I can't I really can't do math 24 <laughs> a 48 because he did it twice. Um, and what did we say oh, they yeah. were charging for it? Like some outrageous amount of money.
1: 2 or $3,000.
0: Yeah. And so you're figuring Bill's getting, you know, what, 75% 90, of n- it?
1: No, 90%. <laughs> 90% He's the talent. That. Honestly, <laughs> the talent gets the biggest chunk.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Well, good for him. But I, like you, I would love to see some reporting on this. And when people get their 3D things, they better be posting them online. I want to see what these things actually look like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So um, so that was, you know, the little GalaxyCon interview. Bill has two more coming up this year. Uh-huh. He is so planned out because um, <laughs> at the end, Patty said to him, now we will be doing another one with you when you're in such-and-such such a city in October uh-huh. and then another one when you're in such-and-such such a city in December. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, go, Bill. yeah. He's
0: also going to be at Ticonderoga in July. and oh, okay. I, I don't know if it's a um, a whole thing like they did mm-hmm. previously where they did like dinner and a, what were they on a boat or something like that. Yeah, I don't something. know, but he will definitely be there again. So it seems like it's definitely a yearly thing for him, if not mm-hmm. twice a year. So, you know, that that's cool. I saw some beautiful pictures on Facebook from someone who was there just last weekend and they'd taken it with a very high quality phone. And I think from the looks of it, they've upgraded the lighting a little bit. These pictures were amazing. Like you just look at it and you go, how is this even real? It is Uh so beautiful. The lighting is just perfect it looks just like the show and the way that they have it done it just looks so real it's incredible i really want to go there yeah. <laughs> really, i want
1: to go oh
0: come on covid stop it i want to go <laughs> really? before we i'm too old to go
1: places to be. <laughs> yeah so um anyway that was that was that little interview and uh that was good to see with bill doing so many conventions and this was saturday morning i thought he was going to be doing it, you know, like from a convention in his mm-hmm. hotel room or something. But no, it, it looked like he was home, you know, sitting at his bar, uh, <laughs> eating eggs and toast. Did he have coffee also? Yes. Oh, and he did a Shatner swallow, but it wasn't <gasps> a Shatner swallow. Oh. It didn't have the pause and look at the thing. Oh, he uh-huh. just swallows it like a normal person. Oh, come on. That's yeah. no fun. I know. I thought that was no fun, too.
0: Um, I was watching Star Trek the other night. I like Star Trek, and I watch it when it's on, and it yes. was um wink of an eye, and I had forgotten that the way that they get him to be uh, super speed was that they put something in his coffee, right. so there's quite an extended bit on the bridge with Rand, or it wasn't Rand, but somebody else was bringing D-Lock. around coffee. No, no, uh, before oh, when they get the coffee, some <laughs> unnamed yeoman's bringing around the coffee, and everybody gets their coffee, and... He's drinking it and then they're all talking like, does your coffee taste weird? But the the swallow that he does is sort of half a, sw- a Shatner swallow because mm. he doesn't pause at first. He takes a big mm-hmm. swig of it and he holds it in his mouth. But then he carefully considers the cup and he looks deeply into the contents of the cup for a second as mm-hmm. if thinking about it. And that part was really good.
1: I, I well, maybe that. that's where he learned his lesson about look at it before you <laughs> drink it. Because aliens are always out to get you, Jim.
0: It's true. If it has a little oil slick on top, you probably should. Yeah, yeah. But most
1: coffee does have an oil slick on top, doesn't it? Well, I had it on the other night. Now I can't see what episode it was, but it was another episode involving lock picking. Lock picking. Yeah, remember we were um, in in the episode with Captain Christopher. When he and Sue, oh yes, that's right, yes,
0: yes. Uh-huh. We're,
1: we were saying it's like a a, a brother Warner Brothers cartoon, <laughs> and he has to pick a lock, and we were joking about it. it's a good thing. He took that lock picking class, <laughs> and apparently this comes in usefully uh, more often than we would have thought. <sighs> Well, they teach you good stuff in
0: Starfleet Academy. Yeah, they really I, do I guess nothing is wasted yeah. things that you think were are going to be irrelevant they turn out to be very, very relevant later on. so well
1: you know? like I, I have been thinking lately about the uh the Starfleet Academy of Dramatic Arts, <laughs> uh-huh. because, you know, even Pike took that because we saw in that Star Star Trek shorts uh-huh, where he had uh-huh. to pretend to be a traitor, yeah. and God knows how many roles um, Kirk has had to pretend to be. So, uh, yeah, you have to go take that, too. Yeah, well, we've
0: seen so many examples of Kirk um, bluffing and just telling outright lies. I, w- I was watching... Um, Oh, the one with the Romulans, uh, Enterprise Incident. And, yes. Uh, he basically has to act like crazy throughout like the whole first <laughs> act of that where he's pretending to be, you know, all uh, short tempered and doing things and, you know, convincing people that he's kind of gone off his rocker. And then when he's on the Romulan ship, he gets really, really angry. and Because mm-hmm, that's how I, Romulans are. Of course. Well, I think I think that Captain Kirk in that instance was channeling his inner William Shatner to be able to
1: do oh, it. What's so much channeling as just letting him out. because <laughs> I think inner William Shatner is in there the whole time going, "Let me out." <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, and they also have to teach them improv because he comes mm-hmm. up with Fizzbin like boom, oh, you just, know. It, Almost as if he'd been thinking about it for you know, <laughs> like weeks. But well, we weeks. know Kirk never thinks about anything. It's always act first, think later. <laughs> uh,
0: did you did you write a story about Fisben, Didn't you
1: when they were at the academy? Or am mm-hmm. I like totally misremembering this? I don't think I did, but I tell you, I wrote so many stories so long ago. The other night, I was trying to remember what happened at the end of one of the Academy stories, and I couldn't come up with it. (laughs) I have no idea so
0: well don't I'll tell ask you, me <laughs> they're over at they're they're over at archive of our own so if anybody wants to read them go and find them you still get kudos on stuff all the time which I think really is, oh i'll oh, have yeah. to check that out then All right, fabulous yeah I've, i haven't finished them all because i got distracted with my life but um <laughs> there's a few more that need to be put up there but then they will all be up there and yes people are still reading them which i oh, love that is cool oh, just
1: delighted yep
0: it's very, very so great. how
1: much fanfic About Captain Pike, is there now?
0: Uh, Now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: been two days. I think it's probably
0: grown exponentially. I haven't actually checked, but I will. Um, I bet that somebody started
1: typing at the opening credits. I
0: (laughs) guarantee it. I'm sure that there's a new tag. So, so the way that Archive of Our Own works is that every work gets tagged with different things, so you can find what you're looking for very quickly. And I'm. Guessing that they've developed a new tag for Anson Mount as Pike to distinguish it from all the old fanfic, which was Jeffrey Hunter as Pike. Yes. But I don't know what that is yet. I'll have to go have a look. I wonder if there was a
1: a bunch of Jeffrey Hunter as Pike fanfic. I never thought
0: to look. Oh, I'm sure there was. There's fanfic for every character that's ever been in Star Trek, ever.
1: I guess. I guess. Wow.
0: Come on, people need something to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Might have to go check that out and see see what the very first one was that made it into the <gasps> archive of our own. That oh might my be God! Interesting.
0: That would be all right. Let's put that on the list of things to do. Go check out the Pike fanfic. <laughs> well, um, shall we
1: uh, move on to uh, Picard?
0: Yes, we're so we're going to talk about Picard first, and we're going to take our break, and then we'll come back and spend the rest of the show talking about uh, Strange New Worlds and Pike and everything. Yeah. Um, So I I was thinking about Picard a lot because I really liked the first half of the season. I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, they set it up as a plot filled thing where they had to solve a crisis and they were back in time and there was a lot of stuff happening. And then after like halfway through, it really felt like they literally lost the plot that Mm -hmm. things just got so mixed up and they introduced so many extraneous character motivations and things that they tried to tie together and so many intersecting plot lines that like it all got lost. It and then did. they tried to wrap it up in that very last episode, but it felt to me very unsatisfying that there were just too many things that they didn't talk about. It was, and it had that, you know, Lord of the Rings, let's do seven different endings within one program so let what end this thing check it off and this thing check it off have these people yeah. say goodbye check it off and just kind of keep moving along but then the last five minutes introduces a whole other plot line that we didn't know anything about before
1: <sighs> like why are you doing this yeah uh. and and you know the whole idea of Let's change the Borg into doing good things. Mm. I mean, that, you know, came out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. and I don't know. We don't know if they'll ever pick that up again. But um, this whole episode, this last episode felt so herky-jerky. Yeah,
0: you know, it very. felt like
1: a bunch of jump cuts. Cause yes. I was going, wait, are they are they back at the chateau? How did they <laughs> get, How did they get there? You know, how, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty pretty unsatisfying and as you pointed out when we were talking the other day it had almost as many endings as lord of the rings <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know all the goodbyes which i think for some people were were quite emotional some of the fans because i don't care about any of those people i didn't <laughs> i just met them <laughs> a few weeks ago you know it didn't it didn't do anything for me yeah um, it, it, yeah, they, they, they were, we didn't spend enough time with
0: them individually to feel like we were really invested in them, you know? Like, I, I like Rios as a character. Mm-hmm. It was pretty obvious three episodes ago that he wasn't going to go back to the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. Yeah, it was like, yeah. yep, okay, so he's staying. And the whole deal with Gerardi being the Borg Queen saw that coming a long, long time ago. So mm-hmm.
1: there were... You should never leave anyone alone with the Borg Queen.
0: Yeah, um, there were no twists i want to say except for um turning the borg good i'm putting that Uh in quotation marks like that was different i didn't expect to see that happen so that was unexpected but that was about the only unexpected thing that actually
1: happened there was one unexpected thing that i really really loved
0: Ah, which was
1: the appearance of wesley
0: yes that was great i really liked that
1: uh well we did such a marvelous job. And basically he was being grown up Will Wheaton. Yeah, so he which, was. <laughs> you know, he's good at. And that that was A okay with me. Um, because I've always felt that was a huge dropped plot line. Mm-hmm. By Leslie they you know, he showed up for a wedding and you know, but nobody asked him what's it like being a time traveler, what are mm-hmm. you doing or anything. So I really liked that a lot because honestly, up until that point, um, the whole idea of soon with his robot daughter, who cared? What did it have to do with anything? (laughs) So
0: here I was thinking about this. So he comes and he tells her he's recruiting her to Mm -hmm. be um, a traveler, which is what he calls himself. So that was the word that they had used back in TNG when he left the show. And then he says the travelers Employ, I'm, I'm using employee somewhat loosely here mm-hmm. supervisors right. who are in charge of the watchers and talon was a watcher
1: mm-hmm. and i'm not sure
0: who the supervisor was supposed to be so well it's
1: their whole corporate structure. i sure <laughs> So yeah, that's And the, the Watchers structure. want to work from home now. They're sick of all the travel. Go ahead. Uh
0: no, no, that's all exactly right. So I was trying to envision the corporate structure. It's like, okay, so the the watchers, people like Talon are real beings. They're not mm-hmm. supernatural beings. Who that knows who the supervisors are? And mm-hmm. then Wesley is A traveler so he's sort of a super being but he can take a corporeal form but it's not clear what their powers actually Mm -hmm. are but he says they're always watching everything like okay maybe they have a non-interference directive or some shit like that i don't know but that ties a bunch of stuff together and and now we have another group of um, um near omnipotent beings with their real being executors Mm-hmm. It, coexisting with the Q-Continuum and the Organians and the Metrons and, and all these other things, it's like, I don't know, it just feels like there's a lot of stuff going on in this near-godlike realm and none of it gets explained very well and it leaves me feeling very confused.
1: Well, I think you can kind of uh, break them into subgroups. Okay. Because the um the Metrons, my impression is that they observe. They observe only. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also what the, um, whatever the group is that Tallinn was part of, mm-hmm. that they are not supposed to interfere or act unless they absolutely have to because they have to keep things mm-hmm. going. But I, my feeling is the Metrons were absolutely hands-off.
0: Well, except that they put Kirk and the Gorn on a planet together.
1: Yeah. I mean that I, that's that's a thing they did but that. But that's kind of like the Organians too who did not want to interfere but yeah. you know they finally had to to stop them from fighting each other and I wonder if this whole organization is a a merger of Metrons and Organians. <laughs>
0: a corporate takeover and it's being I, run by elon musk <laughs> really i think that's very possible it's run by leland from discovery um oh yeah uh okay sure that that works i can buy all that but they just they don't give you enough they just kind of drop it in and, and it was great to see him but For such a short period of time, I wish they'd talked about it a little bit more or just made it a little bit clearer. And, you know, is this supposed to be a a hook for something that's coming in the future or was this just a nice way to wrap it up? And also, why did the total android that Picard and company met in the future look exactly like her? Why? Who's the total android what so, so in the future in in last season's picard right uh-huh there were the twins there were um I can't, god i can't remember their name um soji and um the other one and they're played by the same actress Issa briones who played Sung's daughter in picard season two i want to know why soji and the other one look exactly like her what's up with that what is
1: the connection mm. there? It wasn't wow. explained. I'm no kind of glad we I skipped it. a lot. That's too much for my brain.
0: <laughs> and same, same with Tallinn and, and Laris. Why were they the same? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was played by the same actress. Fine. But are we supposed to think that there was a connection between them? Or just it was a coincidence that they were exactly the same and that she, Talin was actually a Romulan? And right. like I don't understand that. Other than, uh, wouldn't it be fun to cast the same actor in two different roles?
1: Or three or four. Oh, uh, yes, or three or yeah. four, yes. Huh. Well, and also when it comes right down to it, this entire episode, scrambling around, doing time travel, not knowing where they're going or how they're going to get back, all just came down to Jean-Luc finally getting a clear focus on his mm-hmm. mother's death. Yeah. There had to be easier ways to do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. And, and it was another, well, when I was a child, only uh, this one stretched out for episodes. Six episodes. Um, And also, you know,
0: I, I would not say that this traumatic thing about his mother mm-hmm. shaped him in any way that was detrimental to him as a Starfleet captain, right? Like Mm -hmm. throughout all of TNG, he was always portrayed as somebody who, you know, had difficulties with personal relationships, but whatever. Um, But he was always like strong moral compass, knew what to do, Mm -hmm. very decisive, didn't punch people as much as Kirk, but was good at diplomacy. You know, he was a great starship captain. And it wasn't like he came out of this whole season two of Picard as a better person that way. It just mm-hmm. meant like he could have a girlfriend, which just right. It seems like really low stakes compared to everything that, that ever went before. And I yeah. get, you know, like he was like, well, I don't want you to, to die alone. Okay, whatever. But you're right. Like you just said, he could have done that in so many other ways than endangering the entire galaxy. To make right. to make that point,
1: yeah, and um, well, the other thing is now, again, I mean, I know this happened in TNG, but I don't know if it was an alternate timeline or whatever. But at one point, they were looking at the future or the past or something. But at one point, he and Beverly Crusher were married.
0: Yeah, right? so that was yeah, that was in the that last episode. That would be prior is... to this. Yeah, with so. Um, but it was, it was all good things the last episode, and it was not clear whether that future was ever really going to
1: happen. Oh, you know, it was okay, like one of you, many possible you. futures
0: that could have happened.
1: But all right. Well, so well, I have an article in front of me from Red yes. Shirts Always Die, <laughs> uh-huh. and um, they're saying this. They identified the huge unanswered question, which is, what was Q dying? Uh, yeah, I want to know. Were all the Q going? You know, are they one unit who can break into little pieces or how was he dying? What was going to happen? Yeah. And I like that he said, Q said, um, he's moving on. You would call it dying, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought that was great that, you know, the Q, being the Q, quite possibly may have a complete awareness of there is an existence beyond your life as a Q Mm mm-hmm or or you know whatever but
0: yeah so that he had mentioned that a couple episodes ago when he was talking to young Guinan and he, Mm -hmm. he was explaining a little bit more and it seemed to contradict what he was saying though because he he was saying to her like I I I thought I was ascending to a higher plane or moving on but really I'm just dying and then at the end of the last episode he was like well I am actually moving on so did something change or well maybe as you get
1: closer to it you have differing perspectives yeah yeah I mean if losing his powers it probably felt like he was dying yeah you know so who, who
0: knows who knows well I will say I love seeing John Delancey he's such a good actor and it was wonderful seeing him and Patrick Stewart together Um, Mm -hmm. they play off each other so well and so beautifully and you know, he, he retains his cute sassiness right up to the end, which was mm-hmm. good. Although um, I was chatting with my brother about it the other day and he, my brother said, you know, that last scene that they had together was so nice and so romantic and they should have just kissed. That's like, what I was yes. thinking.
1: Are they going to kiss? <laughs> they should
0: have. They really should have. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't bother doing that, but it seemed pretty obvious that that's what should have happened. So, whatever. I mean, yeah. maybe they didn't. We didn't see it on screen. So let's just Let's go with that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the whole reason I watched this um, third season was because Q was going to be in it. Yeah. And um, there were things that happened along the way. I enjoyed uh, the character of Rafi. From, you yeah. know, I'd never known, and I was really happy in these final episodes to see Gynan show up. Oh, she's great! Yes, you know, and the the young Gynon was was played very well, and to bring Will Wheaton into it, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of fan service throughout the season, mm-hmm. like the the guy on the bus, and like the two streets <laughs> Picard ends up at, and I can't even remember what they're called, but you know, just a lot of stuff like that. But that's part of what made it so disjointed
0: like you're saying they're
1: checking it off the list you know the yeah. fans always want to see this so let's let's just do it you know i mean yeah. every time you go back in time you have to run into people you know or ancestors of people you know of course of course so here's the thing
0: about it in a meta sense which is that they went back in time to to 2024 and they t- they they were me they touched everything they mm-hmm. they broke things and they touched stuff and they pushed things around so by any stretch of the imagination the future that they all get popped back to is a different future
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a
0: totally different future because there's no way that all of that stuff could have happened and could have been changed without affecting the the prime future so where did they go back to i mean what well what... that it's it's
1: kind of like when you got back, I at least would be now looking back at what I remember and checking it against the historical documents and going, wow, I totally made the wrong decision in that case, you know.
0: Uh huh. So, so now they're all suffering extreme Mandela effect where yes. they're going, I yes. thought it happened this way but I guess mm-hmm. that, that was something that changed in the timeline, okay.
1: I, so you it'll know. be interesting next season to see if Going back to their future for the sake of their mental health, put them back in the timeline they were originally in. There is this other one going on somewhere with yeah. duplicates of themselves. Yeah. But it's- that would be like the ultimate reset button. Well, it's it's so confusing. And
0: they don't, it, you know, he, he gives Elnor back his life. Mm-hmm. So did all of that? not happen you know like did he just pop back into existence on the excelsior and everybody was like holy shit it's elnor he's back you know or or was (laughs) he there all along or i don't know Uh,
1: well you know nobody ever dies in star trek and stays dead no i know uh...
0: i will say it was very nice for that that actor evan evagora um, to get his name in the opening credits all season long when he was actually only in, what, like three episodes? <laughs> I know. <yeah.
1: laughs> Good for him, you know? They were teasing us. <laughs> it,
0: it was great. So nice to see him back again. He's a, a lovely mm-hmm. character, and I hope we do get to see a bit more of him. But then, you know, so Gerardi takes the ship, the La Serena, out into the Delta Quadrant, and then... Q makes Elnor be alive. So, what happened to his body? Is it still like stuffed in the cold storage in the ship or? Are we going to see him know. come back as a Borg? Like, what's, I,
1: don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. And ha- are people now flocking to join the Borg? Because yeah. it's like the Peace Corps,
0: you know? Yes, exactly. So these are all the, the many things I wonder about. I know I shouldn't, yep. but I do anyway.
1: Well, uh, no, that's your job as a, as a super fan. <laughs> um, one character I enjoyed a lot that I never had before uh-huh. was um, the DeBorgified Seven of Nine. I was just going to say that.
0: I thought she was great, and I loved that she kind of switched into captain mode pretty quickly,
1: even before, uh-huh.
0: you know, Picard sort of field commissioned her. She is a good captain, and I hope they let her be a captain because she mm-hmm. can definitely command people. She was great.
1: Yes, but I was enjoying that she had humor, that she had feelings, you mm-hmm. know, um, I just, you know, well, anyway i enjoyed yes. her
0: that was I, good. I enjoyed her very much and it again uh, as we've discussed before it shows you how constrained she was as that character in voyager
1: mm-hmm. that she has
0: such capacity to do amazing work and to be all of these things and they just never ever let her do that stuff yeah
1: well Which, it's like you yeah. know nimoy has in his books and stuff said things about that playing Spock, no emotions had an emotional impact on him and mm-hmm. it was not good mm-hmm. yep
0: well this brings up well we'll we'll talk about it when we talk about strange new worlds but um i i want to talk about vulcans a little bit because i think this is relevant to what actors can and cannot do and how they're okay. written um and the fact that in this season of picard they really chose to write seven not as a Borg, but as Mm -hmm. a a fully rounded human who Mm -hmm. had this traumatic past, but was coming to terms with it was just such a smart choice. And she was really good at switching between, you know, being the the human person with the past and having to access her Borg part when it was necessary for the plot. And Mm
1: -hmm. I thought she
0: just did a fabulous job of that. It was so good.
1: Yes. I thought so too.
0: So that was season two of Picard. Uh, Season three of Picard is going to feature the whole cast. They're getting the band back together. I'm hoping that it's going to be good because I think all of those other actors are going to um, make Patrick Stewart work really hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and not like, not that he was phoning it in, but that, um, you know, he needs to keep up with everything else that's going to be going on with all of them and that they play off each other so well. So I'm
1: excited. and unless they make another series called um, Star Trek, Riker, I'm Tall, this is the swan song for all of them because it, there's not going to be another season. Right. Unless they show up in Lower Decks, that's always a possibility. Well, yeah, that's true. Anybody can show up in Lower Decks and I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> I can't wait for that to come back. Now.
0: I know. It's soon. I can't wait. It's going to be so good all right well let's take a little break and then okay. we'll come back and, and let's talk about our second favorite captain captain pike in strange new worlds
1: okay space the final frontier
0: these are the voyages of the starship enterprise it's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds.
1: To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and leave us a comment. Tell us your Trek news.
1: Okay, now we are moving on to the show we have all been waiting and praying and hoping for ever since Anson Mount walked onto the, the Bridge of the Discovery. Yes. And he is back with Spock, with number one, with a bunch of other people. And apparently, this is a pretty good show because I <laughs> want to read you these headlines. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Let's see. Well, it starts out, you know, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, Premiere. But here's, um, Strange New Worlds finally figures Star Trek out. (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. Strange New Worlds finally figures out what Star Trek's supposed to be. Uh, Strange New Worlds combines classic ideas with bold new vision. You know, it's like, it's like a party. Everyone who follows Star Trek or who has had to for the past 50 years write reviews of it is just so over the moon. And I'm one of them.
0: Oh, me too. Um, one of the best ones I saw, the headline was, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is either really good or is so comforting, I don't care. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, was I saw like, that yes. one too.
1: <laughs> I thought, yes. But it is really good and it is really comforting when we're all just, you know, watching this. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things you and I were talking about earlier in the week was, this is what we have wanted now. Ever yeah. since Star Trek went off the air was, come on, we need new TOS episodes. We've memorized all the others. Mm-hmm. This is as close as we are going to get.
0: Yeah. It was, it was all of those things. Yeah. Comforting and good at the same time. It was both. Mm-hmm. And it showed tremendous promise for the rest of the season if everything is going to be like it was in this episode and yes even for a pilot episode you know there was a fair mm-hmm. amount of setup that they had to do and getting to know the characters it it didn't feel like an exposition dump which was nice yes and i i felt like all of the characters the new characters who were introduced were pretty distinct from each other like mm-hmm. you have said many times about discovery they blend in right like there's mm-hmm. so many people and all the bridge crew and you're like wait which one is that and like what was their tragic backstory <laughs> and and this was you know like you saw people and they were different enough and they were physically different enough that you could look at them and go oh i know who that is and it was good it's really
1: good and i can't think of another way to say it the more minor tos characters who showed up like robert april and mm-hmm. dr mbenga yeah um did not feel like cameos no. Or fan service. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really that those two guys would be an integral part of Starfleet in some capacity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, uh, they they were really good. Uh, I I think we talked the last time about Mbenga, whether he was going to be the CMO or not, and apparently he is. It sounds so, like it. Uh, I don't know what about the other doctors, but anyway, he's in charge right now, and that's fine. I like that's- him. Eh. And I also was so delighted that they got his name pronunciation correctly, because that's just always a stickler for me. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was great. And he seems very cool. And um, the only complaint, as we were discussing the other day, is that Christine Chapel, who's fine, has nothing to do with Christine Chapel from right before and they might as well have just given her a different name there was no reason to call her the same thing if she's the only thing that she has in common with original chapel is that she's blonde that's it yeah so yeah because okay, um, I guess.
1: original chapel was very uh dignified sort of by the rules you know
0: the traditional
1: yeah. idea of a stern but warm and friendly nurse
0: right she wouldn't go running down corridors with a hypospray chasing after an escaped
1: alien (laughs) like that's that's not her deal so we're gonna see how that that all works out but you know one thing they didn't do in this pilot that I was kind of watching for because of rumors which may never have been true was they were going to give Spock a first name oh yeah but that was a rumor and later they said no no no, that wasn't supposed to be it well it could still happen
0: it could still happen I mean they got a whole season to do all this stuff so Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen there um uh Ethan Peck clearly been hitting the gym he looked (laughs) and I think I'm wondering was that like which order did that happen in it was like he just decided that he wanted to go to the gym because he was in lockdown and he was bored. And then he said to the producers, look, don't waste this. Give me a shirtless scene. <laughs> or the producers are like, Ethan, listen, it's going to be really, really good if we can have a shirtless scene. So
1: please go hit the gym. I don't know yes. what order it occurred in. Um, <laughs> you know what I was thinking, not about Ethan hitting the gym, but that new shorter summer Vulcan haircut. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It kind of looked like Spock had just gotten his hair cut, and his mother combed it so they could go to church. It did.
0: It did. It really did. I noticed (laughs) that.
1: I was like, okay. So I hope that grows out pretty quickly because it didn't look like it fit his head. And I don't think it was a wig. He looked like a little boy. It's true. I know. (laughs) What do you think of the Spock to
0: Pring thing? Well, once again, you know, it's not this isn't going to be canon compliant in the way that we think it is. So I'm not holding them to it. Here's the thing about Vulcans. Um, I think that people who have played Vulcans are very good at being Vulcans when they're being Vulcan with humans. Um, there are very few actors who are good at being Vulcan with other Vulcans. And I think that that was very true on this show. Like Ethan Peck is very good when he's being Spock with a bunch of other people. Um, You know, the, the crew of the enterprise, Um, the, the woman who played the um, Navarre president on discovery Mm -hmm. was really good when she was interacting with other people, you know, with all of the um, people who were on discovery and then the other Federation people, But I feel like when people are being Vulcans together, they don't know what to do. And the only exception to this was um, Leonard Nimoy and Mark Leonard, who whenever they were together, it was perfect, right? Like, you're like, yes, this is how Vulcans behave with each other. And I just don't ever remember seeing that kind of rapport. Well, you
1: know what it could be? It's like. We're Americans, and I don't know how you are, but, like, when I go abroad, like, to Paris, I am very aware of trying not to be the ugly, rude American. Mm -hmm. So maybe when Vulcans are with non-Vulcans, they are sort of, you know, holding back and checking their every move because they don't want people to think, oh, these cold Vulcans, why don't we just, you know, blow them out of the sky? (laughs) Maybe.
0: It just seems... I felt like the whole scene with them, I, I like their relationship. I mean, it, it's kind of, it was cute, and she proposes to him, and that's nice, but their whole banter when they're sitting mm-hmm. there, which just seemed really stupid. Like, really? Well, is that the way Vulcans talk to each other? I don't really think it is, honestly. They seemed
1: very human. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. And the other thing, this, to me, okay, I can't help but I'm a nitpicker. We all know this, so we accept that about me, but... They really dropped the ball on the chance to invoke an important piece of canon when they were kissing. They should not have been kissing. And it would have been even funnier if they were doing the finger stroking Mm -hmm. and the guy came up and said, (laughs) Yeah, don't do that here. (laughs) Yes, I agree. You know, as kissing, it was, you know, a modest joke, but it was making them more human. The finger stroking would have been, oh, exquisite.
0: It would have been much, much better. You're right. Yeah. Well, they should have had you write that scene because I think you would have done a better job well, than, than they All did.
1: these things really need the input from you and me and people like you and me, but Yes, I agree. Um I am just they did a really, really good job of not overplaying their hand with pike. Sort of having like flashback, flash forwards mm-hmm. to what his death is going to be like, and he thinks this is important. He thinks it's his death.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he he qualifies it a little bit. He says, uh, when Spock questions him, he says something like the the death of the man that I that I am now, or something. So mm-hmm. I think metaphorically, he's he's like, if that's it, if I'm going to be stuck in my beep beep wheelchair, that then my life is actually over.
1: Well, did, when he first had that vision or any of the visions we've seen, did we see him in the beep beep wheelchair? We did. Yeah. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking he hadn't seen that far. All right. But they did a good job of showing him distressed over that. Excuse me. Yeah. And, um, but still, okay. Knuckle down. Got to get the work done here. I'm the captain and we have to deal with these things. Yeah and it it was it was nice to see him settling into sort of a mindset of okay that's coming up but right now I'm where I want to be yeah yeah exactly i mean he he knows his he knows
0: where he's supposed to be like kirk right like mm-hmm. he, he knows he's supposed to be commanding a starship that's his thing that's where he belongs that's what he does best that's what he's built for and it was really nice to see him acknowledge that the whole sequence with him in Montana was um, such a direct callback to Kirk and Generations. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that can't possibly have been an accident. I mean, you know, there he is
1: in his little cabin making eggs, and then he's on his
0: horse. And Well, like, we yep. know
1: so little about Pike to start out. I kind of felt like they probably watched, you know, the, the Pike episodes, of which there was one that was made into two. Yeah, and we're taking notes in minute detail. Mm-hmm. And there is a scene with him and whatever her name is. I can't think of it. Vina. Vina. Um, you know, where there, there's a horse. They're having a picnic. Mm-hmm. They've ridden somewhere. So it was like, okay, good. That's something we can latch into is <laughs> is the horse. But those scenes out in the snow and everything, they were
0: beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was gorgeous. And it was nice to see that he uh, is a good horse dude and that made me wonder if uh again speaking of actors writing things into their contracts if Mm you was like listen I can ride a horse I'm really good with horses he starred in some Hanson Mount was in a western for a while so oh Oh,
1: speaking of horses Mm -hmm. one good question did come up in Bill's live interview (laughs) okay was somebody asked in the movies and, and everything when you've worked with horses have you ever used any of your own horses oh good question yeah and uh we know he did use his own in generations and he says well i um i have when i'm able to when it, when it will work but he said they prefer to use professional horses <laughs> who have been trained to not look into the camera and yeah. <laughs> you know, all those other things that are used to that environment and do not get spooked by it. Uh-huh. I yep. thought that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, horse actors. hmm Yep. Yeah, I I can believe that. And I'm sure that the horses that they train for movies, in addition to all those things that you just said, are also really good with having um just unfamiliar people riding them.
1: Mm -hmm. They don't
0: freak out because the person who gets in the saddle is not a person that they've ever met before.
1: And not a person who's ever been in a saddle before. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So anyway, back to Pike. But I just wanted to bring that one little nugget of information Mm -hmm. up. That was something I learned there. Yeah. Well, thanks for
0: that. That, That's a good question, actually. And Mm -hmm. I wonder
1: if he's been asked that before.
0: That seems like maybe something new. Um, So... I I really enjoyed all of Pike's stuff, and uh, it was, you know, good, as you said, to see him dealing with his trauma and then put it aside. I really liked that after he got back on board the Enterprise and he was in whatever room he was in and Spock came to check on him, and uh, Spock's attitude was very much like, hey, hey, dad, are you okay? Are you you okay? (laughs) It was good. It, it was, was. Really oh, maybe laugh. Now, uh, well, I want to talk about the Enterprise for for one hot minute because okay, you go ahead. The Enterprise has become a cruise ship. This is oh, the yes. only thing I can think of is that the interior shots were vast. Like, there's no fucking way that the <laughs> the Enterprise inside has these giant open spaces. Well, and- look at. Pike's quarters. It's They're huge. They're like 10 times the size of Kirk's. Oh my god. It's its like a giant boardroom. It's bigger than the conference room in TNG which was one of the biggest rooms. I mm-hmm. mean, his whole room where he was having meetings and stuff was bigger than 10 forward. Like, yeah. it, it was just incredible. And then in that one scene at the beginning when he's making a ship-wide announcement they were showing engineering, which was vast.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they
0: showed some other room, which maybe was the room room or maybe it was the equivalent of 10 forward it looked exactly like one of the dining rooms on a cruise ship that you and I were on I swear (laughs) well and you know with the fireplace it looked like what you call the Tahoe room
1: (laughs) on Discovery
0: it was like my brother said that to me when we started talking about it he's like well they got the flames going on the Enterprise
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that seems to me like really not a good idea, but... um, No, not in space. No open flames in space. Not good. Well, now, we, when we were talking earlier, I said, I want one of the things, one of the things I want to see happen after they're established, not like next week, but where for some reason, I don't know, it's a dream, or they're transported to someplace else, where they are on the set of... The original enterprise, <laughs> they don't know it's a set. It's the enterprise, and they're wearing those costumes, and it's that kind of lighting, oh, not this bright in our yeah. face waiting for the the lens flares, which uh-huh. thankfully we didn't get. But that's one of the things they could play off of is, why is my room so small? You know, <laughs> How do you live like this. they're walking into walls. And <laughs> it would be like trials and tribulations. It would it would be
0: so good. Well, maybe they'll do it. That would be great. That would be super good. So, the best part of that episode besides all the other good things that we've talked about is the fact that they got to the end. They resolved the this week's issue and then they left and we'll never have to revisit that again, because that's the way these episodes work. And I was like, thank yep. God. Like, there's no cliffhanger. There's uh-huh. no clue. It's an
1: episode.
0: It's, it's an complete. episode. We're going on. We're going to go to a, a different strange new world. Hooray. Yes.
1: Oh. Well, okay. You know, I have been dreading this. And when the opening credits came up and it said, what's his name, as Kirk, I was like, oh, shit, in the first (laughs) episode, oh, what a mistake. And then there's the conversation about, we have to leave early, and that means Lieutenant Kirk, who you had Uh requested, will not be here. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And at the end, when it turned out to be Sam Mm -hmm. Kirk, oh, my God, Knock me off the sofa with a feather. (laughs) I was so surprised, so ecstatic. And I am just giving high fives left and right to all the people who managed to keep that secret. Yeah. And that Wesley was going to be in um, Picard. Yeah. And that um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was going to be back as Guy. And there were a lot of secrets there floating were. around Star Trek. And for once, they kept them. And I thought, this turned out to be Sam Kirk, is the best fake out and dealing <laughs> with rumors since Spock died in the opening scene of Star Trek II? I am really glad
0: that they did that. I will say that he, the guy who plays Sam Kirk looks unnervingly like Guy from Galaxy Quest.
1: <laughs> now, I, I wasn't paying close enough attention, so I'm going to have to watch it. Is it, like in the credits, the same guy who we can still assume at some point is going to, to be... Jim Kirk? I don't not. know.
0: I, I really don't know. I didn't even bother to check for that. I, oh, I'm I gonna have to have to check that. I don't know, but anyway, but yeah, he definitely has a Sam Rockwell look about him, and he's got a cheesy mustache.
1: And <laughs> it's like, oh no, he's gonna die. Well, he is gonna die. We know that. but and We you know. know that, and that's the great thing. He's got a, a closed arc, <laughs> so there. That opens up a whole bunch of stuff as far as how far they can go and what they can do, but it also closes off some stuff. And that's
0: great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's a question that I pondered, and I haven't gone back to check for it, but it was my impression that of the bridge crew, everybody except Pike and Spock were women. I don't know that there were any other men on the bridge. There might have been one who was sort of in the background. Mm-hmm. But all of the main cast were all women. And I love that. Again, mm-hmm. it was never called attention to. It just was the way it was. Everybody's doing their jobs. It's all cool. Yeah, That was great. Like, oh,
1: please. Yeah. This is so good. Let's just keep doing this. It's so good. Well, and I'm sure that, you know, we will see some variety mm-hmm. as far as their, their, There will be men. We know nobody on that ship is supposed to be on duty Mm 24-7. But, yeah, that was refreshing. And I got to tell you, the woman playing young Uhura, that's another one I was Mm -hmm. worried about because uh, Nichelle has just embedded herself or implanted, Mm -hmm. stamped herself in all our brains. And um, this young woman projected the same sort of warmth and intelligence Mm -hmm. Mm And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I was really worried because, you know, she's young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but it worked. So she was so good great. for them on that. Yeah. And she had the,
0: the gestures down really well. I loved it when she was touching the thing in her ear. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's doing it just like Michelle. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I wonder yeah. if they had, well, it wouldn't be alien class, but something like that, like what Galaxy Quest did, learn your control. Yeah. You know, how, how, does, how, oh, do, sure. how does Aurora handle them? i am sure that they did that
0: I, i'm you know they wanted it to to map well so that people would recognize all the gestures mm-hmm. i liked i liked all the new cast uh, i liked ortegas she was cool and funny mm-hmm. and um even la'an you know she had a tragic backstory when i was five years old okay whatever <laughs> but um as a character she was really interesting and she's clearly, you know, something of a wild card, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's going to follow the rules, so that, that was cool. So I, I like all these people, and I'm excited to see them be on missions together and see yes. how they handle different things.
1: Um, I don't know why I've been thinking of this ever since seeing the episode, but it, um, it kind of ties into what's happening. Is None of it feels like, oh, this is completely new to these people. They're still learning their way. Right, mm-hmm. and I just keep thinking of that. I don't know. They were at a con, and a, a bunch of various people were on stage. One of them was Anson Mount, and they're going down the line. Well, what have you all been doing? Oh, I was just at the con Film Festival, right. and I was uh, given a medal by the King of France, and blah yeah. blah. And they dance, and he goes, "I finished power washing my driveway." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I just like that, you know. Yeah. Boom. He's good. And it's He's probably good. the last time he will ever have to power wash his own driveway. But <laughs> if I like that whole idea of this is our job. We know it's, it's an exciting, incredible job, but we, we just do it. We do our jobs. We don't yeah. call attention to our jobs.
0: Uh, they all seem, all of the, the people on the enterprise seem extremely competent. And I think that's what we want from them. You know, there don't have to be any child prodigies. There don't have to be anybody who's like super hyper, you know, Sherlock Holmes level competent. Let's just have them all be normal, competent with a good leader. That is plenty for me. Mm -hmm. That really does it for me.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. So I am very much looking forward to this, to, to see where it goes. And I'm trying not to have... Impossible expectations that every episode is going to be incredible top quality because we know that doesn't happen. There are going to be some crappy episodes, but that will be interesting, too, Mm -hmm. to see what new type of space crap (laughs) do they throw out.
0: (laughs) Oh, it will be good. Well, they showed at the very end of the episode a little... Uh, you know, coming this season on Strange New right, Worlds, it yeah. looked very exciting. You know, they're going to go to planets, and they're going to mm-hmm. go to different places, and there was some fighty fighty stuff, which is good. I hope um, Captain Pike gets to beat somebody up, and I hope to God <laughs> that there is at least one episode where he Kirks a computer,
1: because that would be the <laughs> best thing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It would be good, but they can't go too far with that because then it's like that's not original to Kirk. <laughs> like, you know, he he learned that that was one of the things they covered in uh starfleet academy yeah. but yeah you know he's got to develop his own signatures but yeah we, we like seeing that
0: stuff oh so maybe he'll have a different technique for defeating a computer-controlled society you know where he doesn't um talk it to death in the same way that kirk does but i i want to see him go head to head with a computer and beat yeah. it i think that would yep. be
1: really good <laughs> yep that's true That's true.
0: Uh, One Hmm. last criticism. I don't like the uniforms any more than I did before. And I I know why now. It's Mm -hmm. not the collars that bother me. It's the fact that for whatever reason, they decided to put darts on the front of the men's tunics. Oh, yes. And for some reason, they start the dart on it, like where, for men anyway, like where their nipples are. I know. it looks like they're cut. To, to accommodate breasts. I mean, that's why you put darts in clothes is so that mm-hmm. you can make it bigger or smaller. And it's usually for women's clothes so that you can accommodate more room up top and pinch it in in the waist. And mm-hmm. then if it's like a peplum, you do it so that it can go out again at the right. hip. And it looks very weird to me on the men's tunics. It's like, why did they do that? It just, mm-hmm. the line of it looks really bizarre because the rest of the uniform is so sleek. And mm-hmm. that, that part, like you're looking at the seam and going, the the costume department should have ironed that down. That's all I can think about when I'm watching <laughs> it is like, iron that down, please. It's sticking out.
1: Well, if history is any indicator, the season one costumes never last past season one. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So there's that. The one thing I did not like is Pike's new hairdo. It's mm-hmm. too tall. Yeah. It's, he it's needs Elvis. And yeah. they got to bring it down. hmm well maybe that'll happen. You know, maybe he'll have so. a... that'll be the episode the captain gets a haircut. Captain gets a haircut.
0: <laughs> maybe. Oh, somebody else had pointed out um in in looking just the look of the um the whole thing that they were going back old school again with the aliens rather than having them be CGI. They were just people with stuff glued to their foreheads mm-hmm. which is classic star trek right like we, we don't have the money to make it and obviously they do have the money and they could have done that but they chose to go with practical effects there and that was nice mm-hmm. really good to see them just say okay we're gonna do this the way they used to do it yep. and glue some shit onto people's foreheads
1: oh they did one other thing that is very much in the to tradition when Pike was addressing the group of aliens that, that they've just met and showing them the path they're heading down mm-hmm. with their civilization mm-hmm. that some of the footage was from the UK, Ukraine protests. Uh, and also the January 6th insurrection as well. Yes, yes. yes. and I was, and I, like, I was going whoa. whoa, I mean they never let Roddenberry go that far, you know make it not, like, <laughs> he had to make it just a tiny bit subtle. They were yangs and comms and things yeah, like that, yeah. but I went yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, I loved it. I, you know, the one thing I was wondering, and maybe this happened, but they didn't mention it. But you'd think that um, if this new planet wants to join the Federation, which is what he was offering them, mm-hmm. that they would have left some uh, negotiators down on the planet to help them stop yelling at each other and you know figure out how they could do it, and that, or at least a brochure, something. <laughs> I don't know, uh, because. In TOS episodes, they always mention that in the the, the tag and the closer is like, well, we left some people down there to help them sort it out and Pike didn't say anything about that. so Mm -hmm. I want to sort of assume that they did it and they didn't just fly away and go, well, here you go, work it out and give us a call when you've either murdered each other or you figured out how to live together.
1: Well, and what I was found surprising about that was, first of all, I didn't know that as a captain you could just invite a whole planet <laughs> yes, into the that, Federation. Uh-huh. But secondly, from what we learned about them, they didn't develop the warp drive, and they were not a unified government, which I yeah. thought were the two two of the requirements. Uh, yeah, me too. So, so I um, I don't know. Maybe they're like junior members or members in training or something.
0: Maybe that. Yeah, I I agree. Um, okay well, um, we have to wrap this up in a minute but i do want to say i laughed out loud i like barked a laugh when they were talking about general order number one and yes admiral april goes and we're calling it the prime directive and then <laughs> captain pike goes that'll never stick it was <laughs> so funny i mean it was sort of a joke on two levels right like mm-hmm. first of all that the name isn't going to stick because it yeah. did of course but also that the the whole idea of the Prime Directive is not going to stick because in every single Star Trek <laughs> we see them, everybody disregards it right and left. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, there's that Prime Directive. It's like, yeah, screw
1: that. We're just going to do whatever yeah. we need to oh, <laughs> you know, Quit bringing that up. Nobody, nobody listens to that. <laughs> yes, that was really good. They have just, you know, hit a very, one of the articles called it a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big spot. It's hard to yeah. to do and carry out throughout an episode. And they really did. I think they did too. So, there we go.
0: Something to look forward to. So we got uh, all of that, and then we got lower decks, and then I don't know. There's other stuff happening too that I don't even know what it is. But it's, uh, <laughs> there's so much Star Trek, man. There's so much uh, Star Trek all the time.
1: I it's know. Great. I love I know. it. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: And still, I get such joy out of watching Star Trek at eight o'clock on h and i or
1: whatever that station is just to see because sometimes it's really good to see that's right about when i've seen enough news and i'm surfing around looking for something else and it's like oh here's star trek which one is it cloud minders i keep landing on the mm-hmm. episodes i can you know hardly get through without throwing things so yeah they got a hit on one of my good ones pretty soon like kellen noel <gasps> well they're they're in
0: on on in my rotation they're in season three now so it's very hit or miss so mm-hmm. um, the one with the scalosians wink of an eye that was good mm-hmm. i watched that one but then uh, yeah, Cloudminders and the one with uh, That Which Survives with Losira, which is just yeah. boring because there's so much, you know, time filling at the end. Right. And uh, the Oh, and, and I ran film. across.
1: I was offered, let that be your last Battle. Oh,
0: that's right. That was on the other night. You know? with and With
1: running, running, running. Yeah. Running, running. And you know what? I,
0: I did not know which episode that was because I put it on just at 8 o'clock and I could not tell what it was until um, the one guy... You know, they beamed him on in the shuttlecraft. Yeah. But that whole opening, I had sort of forgotten what happened. And I'm like, what episode is this? I don't <laughs> even know. How strange.
1: It's one you hate, which is why you haven't got every minute <laughs> <That's> memorized. <true. laughs> so this if you don't on... recognize it pretty quickly, you know you're in for a bad time. Yeah, this is very true. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, listen,
0: we have to we have to stop talking about Strange New Worlds or this is going to be a three-hour podcast.
1: So right. um Thumbs up.
0: Two thumbs up for Strange New Two thumbs New World. way up,
1: and we hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we yes. are. We would love to hear your thoughts, the things you picked up on that totally zipped past us. Yeah. Um, What do you think they got right? What do you think they got wrong? What are your feelings on um Picard. Yeah. And what you learned about professional horses. <laughs> this has just been a jam-packed podcast, and we are just so happy that Strange New Worlds did not disappoint.
0: Nope, it absolutely delivered. It is great. So uh, keep watching Star Trek, everybody, and yeah, let us know what you think about all the good stuff that's happening. And, yes, uh,
1: and from what I can see here, it looks like our new technology may have worked. It may have worked, so we'll see. We'll see if the quality is any different. Okay.
0: But I'm glad it worked. We overcame technology, so go us. We did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you soon. Everybody will be back, and at that time, of course, we'll be talking about more Strange New Worlds and whatever other news that happens in the That's world right. of Star Trek. I'm sure there'll be stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. So until next time,
1: live long. Yeah. And potluck. Yay! <laughs> Bye.